FMX Network Production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by Pro Taper, Fly Racing, 100% Goggles, Interwest Hemp, and Motosport.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast, Salt Lake City 2 wrap-up. And uh, I look forward to the outdoors. And thank you for playing, man. Thanks to the folks at Yamaha. Thank you uh, for the bikes that we get, the bike that we gave away. We're giving away two more at the end of outdoors. So that's awesome. And I uh, hope everybody had a fun Supercross season and look forward to playing outdoors. And, again, thanks for listening to this podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing. Uh, thank you to Motorsport.com, 100% Inner West Hemp and Pro Taper all on board with us and, uh, and you people as well. So let's dive into a recap. We don't have a, a, a Paula race to look forward to just yet. We will do a preseason one of those. But let's get into uh, how we did at Salt Lake City 2 and, and recap some fantasy stuff and, and all of that. And the grand old time was uh, had by all for Supercross. First up, from Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com, please check them out on the web. Go to your favorite dealer, your favorite e-tailer. The Formula Helmet is uh, absolutely phenomenal. And uh, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I survived. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> through the series, I had a lot of emotional trauma to work through. Uh, several long nights alone with myself, just mumbling as I stared at the ceiling. Uh, names like Alex Ray and, uh, yeah, several names throughout the uh, the 250 class. Uh, Kern Thurman came up a few times, mm-hmm. which is strange. Strange to be mumbling those names alone in your bed, staring at the ceiling. Uh, but there was nothing erotic or even positive that was said along with those names. So I did make it, though. Yeah, made it through. you made it through. You're 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 simply ridiculous about Pulp Mix Fantasy. Uh, I think my compadres on the phone will agree with me. First up uh, from Renthal, Renthal.com. They're just as bad. No, I don't think so. Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? Thank you, Steve. No, we are. I am not as bad. There's no way. I don't want to be in the same. I don't want to be put in that same group. Yeah. Um, yes, I get angry in the heat of the moment, and I vent to my friends, which are you guys only on a text, and those things are not to be shared. But I feel like I get over it much quicker than JT does. Thank you. I, I only vent to you guys, too. I don't, like, write it on the bathroom stall at work or anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I just it's just text messages. You you take it too hard. You absolutely do. Dan Truman? From I do. Dan, I do. do you agree? Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, I, I take it pretty hard, too, but that's because I have – 15 bets out there with you know my mortgage and and everything else and i feel like dan and i take it the least serious <clears throat> lies. No, dan, takes it, dan takes it very lies. Serious. Are you crazy no dan i mean okay not, into this than anybody not take it seriously no no, no. I, mean, I guess take bad results seriously yeah, that take, is not true take bad results he doesn't write as as vulgar of things as i do on text but i promise you there's a lot of anger to, okay. Dan is texting. Dan is texting riders after the heat race before they get back to their camper. Yeah, yeah, about, no, I better go out there. No, the, that the part he takes it that seriously. But if shit goes sideways, I feel like Dan and I are okay on to the next week. Right, like John okay, Shore do do? didn't make it. I mean, I didn't even watch the LCQ. I was doing something else. It wasn't like I was crazy. Of course, I wanted him to make it, but yeah, I wasn't mad at John Shore at the end of the race. Paul, like, you Paul, you hold on to it for a day or two. JT never lets it go. That's where I, that's no, I'll never say die. That nothing is over. <laughs> JT venting about the hundred dollars in the industry idiots is one of the most insane things I've just seen in, in my life. 
absolutely freaking out over the $100 (laughs) that he he may not get back. Although you did get it back, JT, right? I'm sure you placed in the money. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, exactly. The way I look at this, if if life came to a screeching halt for me and I was forced to live entirely off of like a dollar menu at McDonald's to sustain life, that's 100 meals, Steve. It's hundred dollars a weekend but to enjoy the fantasy fun. You are dollars per weekend. You are an investment expert. You invested one hundred dollars and you got out how much, Dan? What you got three hundred. So you tripled your money. Good, good job. You should be happy about the investment on that. If you if you could triple your money in the market, you would be ecstatic. I should have made multiples of that. Had. Some riders done their part. <laughs> okay, there we that go. I'm right back to square one in. here. All right, forget yeah. it. Uh, JT, is it, you're, is not gonna is it, you're not going to change me. Is it a testament to what the riders go through to, to, to attend every single round, race every round, make every main event, when you look at how tough it is for us to keep our composure over 17 events in a goddamn video game, essentially? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe. I feel you like know what? You know I mean, what like I'm not. Is, though? I made a thousand. We'll get into our picks, but I made a thousand dollar mistake. One thousand yeah. dollars by one rider, I switched, and it cost me. You know what? Dollars. Just before we get off this, the difference I think for me and why I get so angry in racing when I when I was racing, I was it, it's I screwed up. I have myself to blame. This is you're 100 percent dependent on someone else, and that's where I think I'm it gets really you. hard. Like you're um, you're just like, I'm with you there, JT. Yeah. Your whole weekend relies on someone that you don't like and don't trust anyway, but you're forced to pick because the numbers tell you you're supposed to. Yeah, I wish I could just blame myself too. Can you imagine if JT I mean, Paul, Paul made, a, made a mistake? Oh, can you imagine if JT made a thousand dollar mistake? I mean, he's oh, you know how many times I've made a thousand dollar mistake? Well, you're oh, freaking oh, out over a hundred dollars, so you're, you're freaking out over a yeah. hundred. So I, I just you should have seen how mad I was then. You know, I just. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. You guys. Paul, Pick, Paul Pick didn't even know he had the team that he had, you know, and he wasn't like flipping out. You know, he had. We'll get into Thank it, you, but, Dan. You know, he he that didn't even have Mosman yeah. on his team, and he, he <laughs> talked about Mosman all week and not to pick John Short, and he had John Short and we, not Mosman. We had an <laughs> we had an Austin Root moment with, yes. with Paul. Yes, uh, uh, that's a good point. Um, JT, speaking of the fly helmet, yeah, you know our buddy T Dags. You're, you're well aware of a rider named T Dags. Yeah. Well, he wears a different kind of gear than fly racing, but he's he can wear any kind of helmet that he wants. And uh, he's a Pulp Mex Fantasy player also, by the way. And uh, yep. he texted me this week, and he chose the formula. He cannot believe how good it is. So, uh, T-Dags. I like it. Formula I, helmet. I agree with him, but that's cool. That's cool to hear. Yeah. So, uh, he just thinks the helmet's amazing. So um, Yeah. Also, too, we'll get into Marks, who made an insane pick and, and nailed it. Um you know, so yeah, basically we'll get into that right away. Marks, I can't, words can't express the rider that Marks picked it, and, and it worked for him. So, uh, but Logan Short, Lucky. you know, you know, you know, your your question, you answer, you ask us every single weekend about Marks. It's the answer is lucky. Thank you, thank you. Uh, okay. So Logan Short won the uh, YZ450F. He was the uh, L Show, uh, had the big lead going into it, um, and uh, held on to it. He called into the Pulp MX show on Monday. We're going to play that call uh, later on in this show. Um, really good guy. He's Canadian, so God knows when he's going to be able to get that motorcycle um, with the border being closed and everything. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, the L show made it happen, and we're going to uh, – I've already got in touch with Yamaha and with him, 
and we're going to, uh, you know, basically um, work things through that. Dicey after the, things were getting dicey after the 250 main for the L show. Was it? Did he, did he pay John Short to not qualify? Wait a second. Is he related to John Short? No, His he's not. His league got cut in half. His league got cut in half after the 250 main. He was, uh, kind of I have a feeling he was stressing a bit. Mark's, uh, Mark's looked at his stuff. Uh, his worst score was SLC, SLC 1. That was his worst round of the year. So, and he still had a 52-point lead going in. So, anyways. Uh, and, again. It was so, down to 24. 24? Down to 24 going into the 450 main. Okay. Uh, he pulls it through. Congrats to him. Congrats to Yamaha. Or thanks to Yamaha. Congrats to the L Show for winning the motorcycle. Um, he said he had never done this well ever. He'd never had a national number. And he'd never won a prize all year long. So, we ha- what do we give? 21 prizes? Each week? Yeah, yeah. 19, 21, something like that? I think. Okay. So he never won a prize all week, all year long. It just goes to show you, eight is great. Right, Paul? That's it. Yeah, eight, eight is great. Yep. Make it happen, everybody. So um, just be consistent. That's uh, that's a real key to the game. So um, thanks to Marks for coming through for us for these uh, rider points. Uh, top placing 450 guy. Aaron Plessinger. Oh, never mind. Okay, uh, Aaron, Aaron Plessinger, which makes sense. He had a nice season, fifth in points. He was one of those guys that was a two-three handicap for a lot of the year. Kind of came on late. Um, second place, Joey Savacci, again solid year. We've been saying that a few times. Cooper Webb was third. Ant- Anderson was fourth, and Chiz was fifth. No, no surprise there. Those are your top five 450 guys. Uh, Paul, who do you think was the top 250 rider? To, to, uh, and, he, and he won it going away. Both coasts. Cody Shock. Varese. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yep. Even though he, he was. He, he, I, he impressed for sure. I think none of us expected him to finish, what, seventh in the series or whatever the hell happened. Who do you think was next, Dan? I looked at the list. Ah, Thomas Doe was next. <laughs> Logan Carnell third. Luke Neese fourth. And Shock fifth. Those are the uh, top scoring riders. Luke, Luke Neese got all of his points at the last round when Mark's picked him. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Mark's is truly unbelievable. We're going to post these on uh, on our Instagram, too, on my Instagram, Pulpamex, Pulpamex Fantasy, so you can see the riders and, and how they did. Uh, so, yeah, can, thanks. Can we go the other way and, and go, like, worst picks of somebody that, like, raced the whole series and, like, you know, was a really bad pick. Uh, RJ oh. Wageman. Wageman. Well, Styles <laughs> Robertson, 128. No, Wageman, 52, Steve. <laughs> yeah, and he got, okay, and then, wait, that can't be that right. We'd have to, like, we'd have to, like, add up pick trend and, and least amount of points or something to see who the biggest, uh, what would that be called, fantasy, uh, Fantasy catfish is. <laughs> I just told you who the worst pick was. It was Wageman. He got all of his points at Orlando. Oh no, there's two Wagemans. One forty-two. Still terrible. It's down here at the bottom. Yeah, you're you're getting the wrong Wageman. What am I? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He got fifty-two well, at the opening round. Their jerky's awesome, so that's good. Right. Um, I'm still bitter. I might say like uh, of a name guy. I mean, Jet Lawrence. Oh, he's an all-star a lot. Um, I don't know. Maybe Oldenburg, 163. Carson Mumford raced a lot of races. Oh, Mumford, yeah. 90, yeah. 97. Yeah. Jerry, Robin, Jerry Robin, 108. Like the guys like that that were at every race, I think those were letdowns. 
450 wise, I might go with, uh, geez, Brayton 185. I guess he got hurt early, right? He missed a lot of races. So, um, anyways, we'll put those up. Um, Dan, we're working on prizes, right? Jerseys and stuff are going out. We haven't got the last two rounds done yet, people. So, and we haven't done the season yet as we record this, but that should be done tomorrow or early next week. Yep. So we're working yeah, on we that. A lot of the prizes going out. There was a hold up on a couple jerseys. Uh, we should have them on Monday, and then everything will go out. Uh, season prizes, we'll reach out to you. Paul, Jason, myself, Steve, we each handle some of them, and we'll reach out to you and, and uh, get you guys taken care of. Thank you to Pro Taper for stepping up uh, all year long on this podcast. I've been a leader in motocross control components since 91 when it created the first oversized handlebar. Rockstar Husky, Star Racing, Chaparral Honda, riders of all levels, and those teams uh, use Pro Taper, ProTaper.com, 100% as well. Uh, Fantasy or Pulp 21 at checkout to save 25%. The official eyewear of Pulp Mex Fantasy, you know who wears uh, 100%? Uh, all three champions, Webb, Cooper, and Nichols, all wear uh, 100%. So thanks to those guys. Mountain bike gear, helmets and protection, sport performance glasses, technical fleece and jackets, premium T-shirts, 100% has something for everyone on or off the track. Inner West Hemp as well. Uh, please use the code Pulp25 to receive 25% off. Uh, all of our listeners at Inner West Hemp on social media. So please check those guys out. Of course, motorsport.com, uh, OEM parts, aftermarket parts, they've got you dialed. Uh, they can certainly uh, have great prices. Great sh- Anything over 79 bucks is free shipping. Uh, so please uh, try, try motorsport.com for the best customer service and experience when buying parts and, uh, and all of that. So, okay. Um, Salt Lake City 2, JT 240. Congrats on the win. Needed it. I needed it. Uh, Paul Parabino's 217, 216 for me, 215 for Marks, and 210 for uh, for Dan Truman. So, um, yeah, not so bad for all of us. We're decent. JT uh, obviously took the uh, took the win big time there. Um, that that was avoiding John Short, right? Yeah, the difference there. Yeah, we may as well get into John Short. We, we may as well get into John Short. Well. No. Yeah, we have to, that's a good one. We need to we need to talk about that. Before we get we into that, cover the scores first. Before we get into that, uh, Dirty Owls, 100% lead pipe locks. Oh, yes. Congratulations, JT. Uh, you uh, you won 1,009 points overall. Paul, you won your third in a row for Salt Lake City 2 with March Banks and A-Ray, 66 points. Yeah. If Dirty Al would have gave me some points for Houston uh, 3 or 2 or whatever the one he gave me a donut at, we, I might have get, been able to give JT a run. JT, Mosman and Muskan, uh, Dan, John Short and A-Ray, me, John Short and A-Ray. Uh, Dan, you finished uh, 50, uh, 64 points behind JT in the championship. But So, JT, you win the original piece of original artwork. Uh, Dirty Al said he will... Uh, he finished 743rd in the championship, his best yet. So thanks for the fun, he said. And uh, he will send out the prizes after the Nationals, so he will get both original pieces of artwork done as we reset to zero for the Nationals for Dirty L's 100% lead pipe lock. I like it. Thanks, uh, Dirty L. Donuts? Donuts are going to be stale, I feel like, by that point. Like, how long is he? I don't think he buys them now and sends them in September. I don't believe. Okay, good. Um, John Short, I I do not care that he did not make it, that he was a solid pick. He was top nine all three practices on his coast. He went from 12th or 13th to 8th in the heat, and then he washed out. 
and then he ate shit in the whoops. And I don't even want to talk about the LCQ. It was done from there. However, Dan, I still feel very justified in you and I on our John Short bandwagon. Right. For me and you, who were looking to just have a good week, we couldn't pick Stapleton, who I talked about on last week's show, who I thought could make the main event. But as anybody over a 10 handicap, I was not looking at Luke Neese. I was not looking at any of those other guys. I felt like John Short had the biggest upside. And like you, watched all three practices. He was in the top nine in his heat race. He was 12th, moved up to 8th, and lost the front. Obviously, on paper, everybody was right that didn't pick him. But I still feel that it wasn't a terrible pick. Not at all. And even JT was like, do I go John Short? We even had JT thinking yeah. of John Short. You know, didn't go with him, but but he was. Yeah. He it was, did look good. It did look good. And that's why I feel like our pounding on the desk of John Short all week long was justified. Can we talk yeah. about my $1,000 mistake in this I class? come around. Okay, thank you. That's all. That's all. He didn't make it, and he ate it in the whoops. And then the LCQ, he, I, I'm sure he was not feeling 100%. But um, our buddy Darkside said he was injured coming in, but he looked fine all day long. So uh, what was your $1,000 mistake, Dan? So it, it involved John Short. Uh, Pierce Brown, being from the area, I spent a lot of time with him throughout the day. And I said, Pierce, I said, I got a lot of bets on here. I said, what place do you really think you're going to get tonight? Because he was really slow in the first two practices, and then he was fifth in the last practice, but still was tenth overall. And he's like, at worst, I'm going to be eighth. You know, he was fighting the bike a little bit. He said, but he goes, I won't be worse than eighth place. I told JT this in, in the press box. And we looked at it, and we're like, eighth place is pretty good. But he wasn't very confident. When he, that's a rider telling me, right, that he's going to be eighth. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe 10th, 11th. And I am pushed John Short all weekend, all week during the show. People were asking me. And I just felt like for the game, for me, I wanted to stay with John Short. John Short got zero. Pierce Brown got 42. I lost the bet by 26 points or 16 points or something. It cost me $1,000. So. <laughs> and again, that's with talking to the writer. You, right, you right. have the ultimate intel, and you still, you know. I even told way. him I was like, if you do not get top eight, I'm going to be very upset. And he goes, ah, I won't let you down. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And then I didn't pick him anyway. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough beat. The worst is after these races, and these young kids are like, hey, so I did good for you, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you did great, kid. Like, <laughs> you, and I didn't even pick him. What did you, you end know? up for your bets? Down five hundred. Yeah, just down five hundred. Yeah, right, right. So. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough, tough, tough beat for sure. Um, all right, I had uh, I had Pierce Brown, forty two points. Can't ask for more than that. He was a handicap four. He's a, from Utah. It was a good track for. Oh, I want I want to talk update our bet for Dan and I. I said that the did I say this on the show or was that said the race? It was on the show. I said all four LCQ guys will be from the west or east. Which way? Which one did I say? I'm see. I'm confused already. You said west, west, east, yes, west. west. And uh, they were all from the west for about three quarters of the main event, and then somehow Subs decided he didn't want it. Surat decided he didn't want it, and Luke Neese rode right in there, no problem. And Dan, you might have, we might have had a controversy on our hands with Lopes. On what coast he was. <laughs> I was already thinking, no, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I, was already, I was already trying to get my 20 bucks. Right, right. Dan could have claimed that Lopes was east because he did ride 
practice at the East. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so uh, I lost that bet also because of these riders that no one wanted that LCQ. No one wanted to get in the main event. It was very odd. Or there were landmines out there. One of the two. Somebody put landmines out there. I, I'm not sure. Um, so I had Pierce Brown, 42. That was easy. Uh, my all-star was Hunter Lawrence. Uh, again, we talked about him and his need to, to do really well at this, to get a bonus. Uh, he, and he rode great to get third. So that was pretty good. I had the top scorer. And I also had uh, Hunter Lawrence. Uh, Mosman was my other pick. Um, 42% pick trend for Michael Mosman. He was not an all-star. He ripped off a heat race win. He looked great. And then he fell in the first turn. So thanks, Mosman. And then he fell again, actually, as well. Eight points for that. He was certainly very fast. And my last guy was John Short. I was always staying with John Short. I still believe in you, John Short. We should have done this. It's okay. Shit happens. Uh, Dan, who'd you have? I had Hunter Lawrence as an all-star also um, for the reasons we talked about, staying away from the champions. And I was actually really surprised that uh, the, the star guys had such high pick trends, Justin Cooper and Nichols. <clears throat> with uh, Nichols was only 10, but Cooper was pretty high. He was in the 30s. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I went Hunter Lawrence. I went John Short, which we spoke about. I went with Mosman mainly because the guys I bet could not pick Mosman, so I was really hoping he was going to do good. He looked great in the heat race. I, I thought he would be on the podium for the main event, and he had that crash, unfortunately. So that sucked. And then I went with Varese. I thought Varese was a good pick. I thought he could make the main event. thought he would do a little bit better than 17th, but still got 28 points. For me, I was never – I was the only – Pierce Brown was the only guy I was going to pick. I was never picking Lopes or Fry or Nice or, you know, Schwartz, any of those guys. So – had I just picked Pierce Brown, I'd have been okay. Mark's picked Luke Nice. He did. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ah, uh, Paul, who'd you have? I didn't have a very good team. Uh, I had John Short on my team, but yeah, I learned this throughout. I don't know when when I learned it. What we were after, we were talking about because I didn't think I picked guys him. <laughs> I was adamant on the podcast about not picking him because I just thought a short race would be tough for him but he's on my team regardless and i got zero from him uh my all-star didn't really come through either i had joe shimoda i don't know why i didn't go hunter lawrence um but uh i guess i wanted to be different and that didn't work out uh but then i had varese and thomas doe were the other two on my team they both scored 28 i just thought their heat race was really really easy and they would go through to the main event and i thought there would be some just some carnage with some other guys but it seems like whenever I swerve, hoping for some bad things to happen, it never happens. But when I go with the flow, that's when the bad things happen. So, yeah, I looked at Pierce Brown. But, again, I, I, th I thought he would have a really high pick trend, and I thought maybe it could go badly. And so I swerved it, and he's a top top scorer. So um, passed on Fry. Yeah, just not a very good team. I, I, I looked at Peters hard. I mean, I knew Peters would put it in the main event. I knew he would ride every lap. And he put up a lot of points, and I still didn't pick him. So, yeah, not real happy with my choices and my score in the 250 class. JT? Uh, similar teams to you guys, Pierce Brown. I was pretty confident in, and uh, he was the one guy that I looked at taking off. Uh, he or, or my next pick, which was Mark Banks. If, if I was going to go with John Short, I was going to have to decide between those two, and it probably would have been Pierce Brown. Uh, so I clearly made the right choice there, and it wasn't anything other than just flipping a coin. I was a little worried about John Short not getting a good start in a six-minute race. That that was really my deciding factor. 
Um, yeah, I didn't have him crashing or doing any of the dumb things that he did. I just the, the start worried me a bit, and then the LCQ I, I thought would be really difficult for the the West Coast reasons that we spoke about. Uh, I had March Banks, and I'll give him credit for fighting back. Um, but yeah, 11th place wasn't kind of what I had signed up for. Uh, but it could have been worse. He just man, he he had a really hard time holding it together down the stretch of the season. Hunter Lawrence, I had uh, I just. You know, you guys kind of covered it, but I love picking guys with motivation to try hard at the final round, which was perfect for Hunter. Uh, I really try to stay away from the other guys. And Nichols rode great. He he would have gotten me the, the 26 I needed, but I, I wouldn't have picked him. Uh, I just don't I don't like that scenario for those guys. And then my final pick was Mosman, and he just blew it. Uh, crashed big on the start. You know, it happens, not his fault. It just seemed like every time that Mosman got himself into a good position all season long, he would blow it. Uh, so maybe in hindsight, if it, you know, looking back on that, I, I should have known better. Um, but man, you watch his heat race and you watch the way he was riding, and you just figure he's got to figure it out at some point. But maybe not. <laughs> Sixty, sixty-seven, sixty-nine percent of the uh, game had one of Mosman or John Short, or um, one of them, either or or both of them. So that's a that was eight points between two guys. And I got to think, Dan, our, our podcast of, with John Short Talk was a big part of the 27.7% pick trend. Yeah, and I mean, like JT and Paul both said, the, the problem we thought was going to be the heat race, right? But that wasn't the problem. He was in. I mean, he was... Well, and he moved up. He was out of the, right. he was, he was he out was of the top. In. So that was... We right. had kind of eliminated what we, we were scared of, and then he crashed, and then... I mean, none um, of us really thought he had much of a chance in the LCQ. So. Yeah, the, the imagine this: the Suzuki didn't get him off the line real good at Salt Lake City. <laughs> it was very odd to see, but uh, yeah, he rode great. Yeah. To J, to what JT said, Bozeman actually got up from the crash and was moving forward. Maybe would have, maybe would have got tenth or eleventh, but and then he just kept crashing. He crashed, I think, one or two more times. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe we should have we should have stayed away there. Uh, so Mosman was the top pick trend, 42%. Hunter Lawrence, 36%. March Banks, 35%. Cooper, 30 Pierce Brown, 29 John Shore, 27 Jet Lawrence, 23 Uh 450s. Anybody pick up first to the finish line? No, I did not. Yeah, it was, it was Nichols, but uh, there was no chance of me picking somebody, that's for sure. 450s was good for me uh, for the most part. Um, I had Benny Bloss. He was 46 points. I had Alex Ray. He was 38 I had Marvin Muskan. He was 38. Uh, my all-star was Eli Tomac, 18. I mean, uh, seven off. That wasn't great. But, I mean, I had the top three picks. So, pretty good team. I was never going to go Joan Cross. Uh, I was never – I couldn't go Sexton. Starling was on my list, kind of. Um, or did I have him last week? I might have him last week. Uh, Chiz, I looked at Chiz. I just thought his shoulder wasn't that good, and I wasn't worried. I was worried about him, but he got 32. So, But – can't go wrong with Benny, who put in a hard race, and Al A Ray was uh, had to go to the LCQ, which kind of scared me. But uh, you know, uh, pick trend was uh, Benny Sexton, A Ray, Marvin, Tomac. So I had four of the top five uh, pick trends as well. JT, who'd you have in this one? Uh, my 450 team, uh, they they pulled it together. Great job from them. They really salvaged um, my weekend and salvaged my industry idiot finish. Uh, it was it was good all the way around. 46 points for Benny. Uh, I, I talked to him before the night show. He said he was feeling a lot better, uh, much more healed than he had been uh, in Atlanta. And so, yeah, I took a chance with it. Um, he was walking around and riding a little scooter. His ankle looked much better. So I took a chance, and it, it paid off, uh, 46 points. 
and he even hit the gate in the main event. So it could have. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he actually rode pretty well now, uh, to get to thirteenth. JT, somebody it might have been Dan. Somebody I know talked to Jeff, Papa Papa Jeff Bloss. Yep. And Jeff was very down on his kids' chances. At SLC yeah, I mean, that was me. I talked to Jeff. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Jeff said uh, nothing. Nothing good came out of Jeff's mouth. But then I talked to Benny. Because well, I was going to say, is Jeff a bad source? Do we move on from Jeff? Well, you know, it, it's always challenging when you talk to people about fantasy because they don't understand the game. Like Jeff doesn't know how fantasy works, right? So Jeff's perspective is Jeff wants Benny to be a top ten guy, which right. he can be. You know, we've we've seen Benny ride incredibly well. I don't need Benny to be top ten. Yeah, yeah, we don't I care. I need him right. to be eleventh right. or twelfth. You know, yeah. so you always have to have to put context into people's comments. Um, so I, I kind of took that with a grain of salt because Benny was fifteenth in practice, which I'm good with fifteenth in the main, no problem. Yeah, if you're going to get fifteenth in the main, sign me up, right? So Jeff's pissed. And I'm happy with it, so I'm I'm looking. And then when I talked to Benny, and he's like, "No, I'm I'm okay, I'm good." So then it was it was all in right. moving forward from there. Okay, right? all right. So it was uh, yeah. All right, so we need to stay away from so, Jeff. Yeah, well, it's just you have to you have to filter it with what he's expecting versus what we would accept. You know? Yeah. That that's kind of how I see it. Um, I had Marvin at uh, he was he was a minus two, and I'll tell you why I picked him. You know. Most everybody at this point of the season has really shifted to outdoors. And, well, of course now, but going into Salt Lake, the week in between, even leading into the first Salt Lake, outdoors is on everybody's mind. They're spending their days at the practice track. That wasn't the case for Marvin. Marvin was motoring down, doing laps on the Supercross track. He's in contract negotiation right now. He's trying to get more money, a better deal. All the KTM brass were going to be at the finale, right? So that's a really motivating factor for him to show up he had just won the penultimate round. So he has all this momentum. Like, he's all in on this final round. And when you give me a guy that's all in at the final round when everybody else there kind of doesn't care, that's a really positive uh, influence for me to, p- to pick them. So that was really my motivation uh, for Marvin, and it really carries into Sexton. I felt the same exact way about Sexton. Both of those two guys, I think, entered the finale thinking that they had a really great opportunity to win knowing where everybody else was. Like, I don't think Tomac cared. Cooper only cared about the championship, even though he won. He, I, he was worried about the championship. Roxon mentally, I think, was off. He's just off the grid mentally right now. So you take all these things into account, and they're like, I can win here. If I do my job and I really show up, I can win. Uh, so I, so that, even though those guys were negative handicaps, I really liked how it's set up for them. And, of course, I was proven right. It's easy, easy to say that now, but that was my, my thinking going into it as well. And then my final pick uh, was Tomac, and, yeah, he kind of blew it. Thankfully, he was a four handicap. And my my way of thinking, anytime you're going to give me Tomac at a four or higher, sometimes even three, the, the likelihood of him landing on the podium is so high over his career, I'm going to take that chance. Um, if he crashes, he crashes, but I will take a, a, you know, a, a four every single time and just and go with the historical likelihood of him getting a good finish. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out this time, but I think I'll continue on that path uh, if it pops up in the future. All right, Paul? Uh, my team was okay, but um, I swerved on, on Moose Cannon and Sexton just because, man, I don't know. I thought everyone had have, have them, and 
And yeah, they were smart picks for all the reasons JT said. But um, again, I I can't seem to time my big bet, uh, you know, as, as, you know to, for blackjack per se. You know, I can't. I am upping my bet at the wrong times. Uh, it seems to have happened a lot. But uh, my team was okay still. I had Benny Bloss, Alex Ray. I did go Chiz. Um, he's not going all the way to Salt Lake City if he can't ride. Um, and Malcolm Stewart was a mile star, and he got 26. That was fine. But but again, the, just the 450 class, there was really no mistakes to make. The only mistakes you made were as if you had Tomac or Anderson, really. So um, really the the difference maker in the weekend was in the 250 class, and I didn't do it right over there. So, um, yeah, my team was okay, but I'm ready for outdoors. You guys also should thank Pulpamex LCQ Challenge. A-Ray was outside the top four in the LCQ. Nick Schmidt gave him uh, no resistance to, to get by. And the same with Cade, by the way, too. Cade was another guy that got in when Nick Schmidt just chose to not even try to, to go fast. Uh, so, anyways, so you're welcome, everybody. Uh, Dan, who'd you have? I had a perfect team. I did good. I went Benny, A-Ray, Marvin, and Mookie. Perfect. Nice work. For, yeah. First time all year. Wait until yeah. the last round of the last main event so yeah um same as jt i talked to jeff and, and jeff's like ah he's not good i'm like yeah but is he like 13th good oh we, we're not getting 13th i'm like yeah but can he get 13th i mean is jeff ever <laughs> someone tell me when jeff is like stoked on benny please tell me someone someone let he me has, know he has been oh he has I been okay it. all right yeah i've seen it i okay. mean you, you gotta remember like there's been rounds in the last couple of years where he's qualified like top three no i know outdoors. but I would, yeah yeah I mean, it's been rough this year. Like, yeah. let's not kid ourselves. It's been rough. Yeah. I had to pick A-Ray. Um, I had multiple threats to A-Ray's life and um, entry into after parties and everything else. So, um, yeah, I had to pick A-Ray. And then Marvin, I I had swerved the week before, and the guys I bet had picked him. So I was just hoping that it was going to pay off for me, which it did. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Malcolm had a pretty high handicap and from the previous week in the podium. I just thought he had confidence and that yeah. was why I stayed away from Eli. But, yeah, I mean, there, like Paul said, there wasn't much difference. I mean, any of these guys you picked other than Anderson, Kenny, or, or maybe Eli, they were all getting you 30 points. Uh, all the other all-stars got 26. Uh, all the points were made up in the 250 class. Yeah, yep, which is what, uh, what Paul was saying. So, absolutely right. So, on the season, I had my worst fan- Pulp Mex Fantasy season since we began the game. I was fifth place. JT thirty eight sixty, uh, Paul. You were last at one point, Paul. Uh, out of all of us, I'm pretty sure you were last. Uh, but you ended up second, thirty six eleven. So nice comeback. And yep. uh, Dan's thirty six oh four four uh, seven back of Paul. Marks was thirty five eighty six. Marks was second for most of the year, and uh, his second half was the opposite of yours, Paul. And uh, I brought up the rear with thirty five forty. I just promise everybody, I'll get I'll get better. I'll just work better. I'll, I'll Outdoor, I think outdoors are more fun for Paul Mex fantasy. You guys agree? Oh, yeah. I like outdoors. There's definitely more strategy. Say, it's oh. more entertaining, for sure. Yeah, way better. Yeah. My first. Well, you got to figure two. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I did the points. Obviously, my first few rounds, I was so bad. Over the last twelve rounds, I was the best in our group. So I, I'll take that. So. All right. Good job. Um, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, I was just gonna say, it's also great for outdoors. You know who's in the race. So you remove the qualifying aspect of it. Uh, so you're, you get eight guys each time, every time, which is cool. 
So as we said, the uh, Logan Short was the bike winner for the Supercross season. He called into the Pulp MX show on Monday night. Let's, uh, let's listen to that audio now and uh, think about how it could have been one of us. Let's get Logan back on the line. Uh, Pulp MX Fantasy Yamaha winner, Marks. Logan. Uh, good job, Logan. Cheater. Cheater. Marks is calling you a cheater. <laughs> I wish that there was a way to cheat this game. I don't think there's anything that works or doesn't work. Really. Uh, the game is terrible. What Marks, game did he play? Pulp MX Fantasy. Oh, okay. Marks, is, Marks, has, uh, <laughs> Marks has created a monster. You know, so and hey, we did um, we did a podcast the other day and we were looking at your scores and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think Truman said it. You had never won a prize all year long, right? Oh, wow. No, I was in top 100, I think, two or three times. But yeah, never a weekend prize or any year so, so prior to this. Think about that. A guy who doesn't win a prize. So we give away how many prizes we got? 29, 24. He's the Nick Schmidt of this yeah. game. So top 24. <laughs> is that how it goes? Well, each week. We give the top 24 teams a prize okay. or whatever, 27. I don't know. Right. 22. So, 22. So from first to 22. Every week okay. gets a prize. He's Logan, Schmidt. Logan here won the whole damn league out of everybody without pre placing anywhere in the top 22 at any point. And he only said you got top 100 a couple times, right? Twice. Yeah. So he, he came from out of the top 100 to win? No. He just was consistent all year long. He was only in the top 100 overall on a weekend. Once, twice, twice. So, is there an overall ranking as well? Of course, it's we're saying he won I, that. I don't. Know. He won the overall ranking. I there's understand a way, that. There's a way okay. you could know. But I'm saying from the second to last round, what place were you in? No, sir? no, no. He was in first the whole okay. time. Okay. But what yeah, we're saying, Kiefer, each week is a correct race. Got it. Each week, he only finished inside the top 100 twice. Got it. Out of 17 rounds, and he still had the best score. So the point is being here. Stop fucking sending it, everybody, with A-Ray and Seven Deuce Deuce. Did you pick me at all? <laughs> Did you pick Starling? Yeah, Starling crushed it for me, actually. Did I ever times. screw you sure. at the beginning of the season? Um, no, because I think I listened to enough stuff where I was kind of staying away, but you were looking juicy a lot of times, but juicy. I just kind of waited, and I watched all the practices this year, so I would be watching you yeah, in I practice. See, that's sketchy, because some of the times I was, I was pretty bad. good in practice and then blew it in the see, races. But again, again, <laughs> you people, you people playing Pulp Mix Fantasy, be like the L show here. Like, just get <laughs> eight in. Right, Logan? That's it. Yeah, I just listen to what you guys say all the time about getting eight in, and I just kept doing that and sticking to it. And obviously, sometimes there's someone that looks juicy that you gotta kind of take a flyer on. Yep, but it it's is juicy. it's eight it's in the main almost all the time. And this weekend, it almost bit me too because I was I could have grabbed a ray, but I just like didn't do it straight away from it. And I was like, I'm gonna bank on the good guys like doing really good. And I went with Marvin Sexton, and it was a nail biter because they had to do good, but it See, paid off. I think one of the people behind you who didn't make it. This week, short. John Short had yeah. yeah. A bunch of guys had John Short. Well, he had short too. Elsho had. Oh, Elsho had short too. Yeah. Who, was, who, who was the juiciest was pick every week? I don't. It, I mean, it's it like the plumpest. all the time. A Ray is pretty juicy all the time. He is juicy. Uh, but but even though we have that warning, we have the warning. Is, is, is it up? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we had it. Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend had to ask me what Caddy Wampus was, and then she ended up picking him a couple times, and I don't even know if I did, but she was really thrown off with the warning. <laughs> what was your worst uh, worst weekend, do you remember? Uh, I don't remember my worst overall, but I was out snowmobiling in the mountains, and uh, I had my phone on me, and I didn't think I had service, and then I did, so I was checking uh, 
times and stuff on Twitter. And I had like messaged my girlfriend before I went out that day. And I sent her a list like, this is my team, but check these feeds. If this guy goes out, like put this guy in. And it was when Moseman went out with the hurt wrist or whatever, I had a message to say, put in Schmoda. But um, I was talking to her, so it was kind of like a normal day. But then I saw he was out. I text her, Moseman's out, and I go to change my team. And my phone dies from the cold. And it doesn't fire back up until two minutes after uh, yeah. lockout time. So I got zero for Mosman that day, and I was like, "Oh my god, if this haunts me for the rest of the pulp, like at the end, I'm going to lose it." Did uh, you, you just say my phone quit because it was cold? Yeah, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah he's Canadian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so SLC one was your worst round of the year. Marks just pulled up, ranked six thousand seven six thousand two hundred fourth. Wow. That was stressful, but I kept, like, for the last probably four or five weeks, I started keeping track of what everyone was doing around me and then looking at their teams at lockout. So my stress could go down because I was like, well, this doesn't look good, but yeah. lots of people are in the same boat. Did, and hopefully you didn't listen to us too much in the podcast because we all had terrible years. JT had a decent year. We were other – the other experts were bad. So, Well, the juice was worth but, the squeeze, man. Yeah. <laughs> what I – one thing I actually didn't do this year was I didn't do expert picks because I have used them in the past and let them sway me. And this year I was like staying away from it. And then on the second last round, I almost caved and bought them. And I was asking people to maybe tell me. And then I just stayed away and went with what I thought. Not much, not much of an endorsement to buy. Not much of an endorsement. Picks, yeah. To, to spend the extra money to see our picks there. But no, hey man, listen, congratulations. Good for you. That's, that's Why is he 450? Awesome. Why is he 450? Good for yeah. you. You're going to yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do. I got a KTM 450, and something Ooh. kind of funny or odd too is earlier in the year, I uh, like a few months ago, my bike got stolen out of the back of my truck in my underground parking lot, and then Fuck. I randomly, luckily, got it back a week later. So in the last six months, I've had a bike stolen, returned, and then I won this one. Wow! Are you gonna keep this Blue Crew? <laughs> yeah, it's juicy. Uh, I might. I did ride some a couple of years ago, and I really liked it, but I'm oh. going to have to see. I'm looking at it for sure, especially because you guys put it up, so I do kind of want to stay loyal to that. But I might ride it back-to-back with the KTM. And oh, I might yes. have to- if you do that, it'll be no question you're keeping it. No question. <laughs> oh, you need to do that and write an article for Pulp and how good uh, each one is. So here's the other problem we got, El Show. So you're in Canada, and the yeah. border is closed. Right. And you are yeah, not everyone. getting across. And, 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 and yeah. so the rules of the game are that we ship it to the closest dealer to you in America. Okay. So you're, okay. you're going to have to, I don't, where are you? Quarantine. You're in BC? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right at the border. I'm in Chilliwack. Oh, okay. Oh. So we will go to, is there Bellingham? Is there a Yamaha dealer in Bellingham? I don't even know. But um, anyways, so okay. dude, I don't know how you're going to get this thing. This is what you're going to do. You're going to cross the border. You're going to pick up your bike. <clears throat> okay. You're going to go back home, you're going to see your bike into the garage, and then you're going to fucking sit in a house for two weeks and not ride. No, I don't think you can even cross the border. <laughs> no, you, you can come back, but you have to... No, but I, unless it's essential, I don't think you can... You can't this just... You can essential. make something up, though. Okay. You can um, make some I essential th- shit up. I think you can drive across the border, so yes. I don't know if maybe potential. I don't know if I can fly in, but if I could figure out a way to fly in, maybe I could just ride it back across. Could you? Yeah, just <laughs> ride it across the border. My buddy Lissamore lives in Abbotsford there, and uh, yeah, he said people run across the border. There's cameras and stuff, but you could do it. You can get through. Yeah. yeah. Oh no yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, and hey, also too, I guess you know Jess Pettis a little bit. He he DM'd me. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, grew up in the same hometown as oh, me. Actually, cool. Jess is a good buddy. Of yeah, good, yeah, good dude. Pettis is a good dude. Fast as shit. Yeah, too. I told. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was hoping for him to race this year. It sucks that that happened because he was flying. I heard. Yeah. Uh, 
But I told him, I told him, I held it down for the Canadians from Prince George for this year in Supercross, and he has to take it from here on out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Too bad he hurt his knee there because my buddy Rarick was saying how he was flying before the season started. So he looked good. Um, wow, congratulations, man. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, great job, Yamaha again coming through. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. That's amazing. Making dreams happen here. Um, well, first of all, Marks, have we verified though that El Show is the winner? Yes. Yes, we have. Okay, because I, I, I was going to reach out, but I wanted to wait until you actually, like, you know, look through all the... Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I run a thing after and make sure, like, every round had all... Right. The all-stars were right. You had an all-star. Yep. It, it verifies everything. Uh, but he had a 56-point lead, so... El yeah, 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 yeah. Or a big yeah. lead going into the last so, round. So. He's, he's good. Um, Although, um, when the site was updating after, because I was refreshing it and waiting to see, all of a sudden I went to fourth, and then I looked at who was in first, first and they had not that many points more than me that round and i'm like i don't recognize this name and then my girlfriend refreshed hers and it said i was in 16th and we're like what is happening here <laughs> and then it's obviously corrected how did that work marks that doesn't ring a bell i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it must have just been the tallying or something right uh, i don't know i'm not a programmer it it, it could have it, it does a thing at the end of the race so if you were like in that in that yeah. window where it's running it's uh right because you were probably you and your chick were hitting refresh like probably every two three yeah, seconds sure, yeah. so yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm really stoked to, to, to give you the bike. Thank you for playing. Um, um, and we'll be in touch to line this all up. It might take a little bit through the folks at Yamaha and through the border and everything else. Gosh. But we got to find a Yamaha dealer closest to you in, in America, and they will they will handle it from there. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't know because people were asking me, and I'm like, people play in Australia. There has to be a way to get a bike there. I'm yeah, like, I no, don't think it'll be an issue. <laughs> we The rules, the deep, deep in the fine print, uh, it says that we ship to the closest port in the USA, and the winner is responsible from getting it from there. So we would, you know, the Australian guy would ship it to L.A. and get it on a boat from there. Uh, I don't know if this is okay. known. Does he pay taxes? Do you pay taxes? Who's doing that? He pays taxes. Okay. Yeah, he does all that. Perfect. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, cool, man. YZ450 is coming to you for playing awesome. uh, Pulp Mex Fantasy. And, uh, and we're going to do a draw for another one right now. How, <sighs> how great is that? I might be with you. I might be getting one. Yeah, what if you win? It's going to be awesome. S Justin Starling. I'm going to ghost ride it. Stustin, Stustin Jarling. <laughs> Stustin. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, Logan. We'll be in touch, all right? Yeah, thank you guys very much. Take care. All right, thanks, Good job, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good stuff. Congratulations again to Logan. Thank you to Yamaha. Uh, you, hey, you don't even got to be great at Pulp Mex Fantasy to win something. We give away prizes each week for a championship user, so this will be the last one of the year. The Motorsport.com $25 gift card goes to Fusey, Fusey226. Uh, thanks for uh, playing. Our jerky prize package, Choi15, Choi15, thank you for playing, and we'll be in touch and uh, MX Girl 212 gets the Inner West Hemp prize pack as well. So we'll be in touch for you three people uh, to get the uh, random prizes. And again, we're doing our season-ending prizes and our Salt Lake City 1 and 2 prizes uh, today, tomorrow, early next week. And uh, so we'll be in touch, everybody. So just stop, uh, stop emailing about uh, where you are and everything else. Uh, Shout-out to my buddy Smoots, who uh, couldn't get in the industry, idiots, because he waited too long. And then would have got third overall and made a ton of money. Dan, what was the payoff for Industry Idiots? Um, we had just over 60000 in it. It's a $100 entry for anybody that doesn't know. 
that goes through all of Supercross. We paid out the top 25, I believe, weekly prizes and a triple crown. The winner got $10,000. I think third was a tie. I think they got like five or 6000 each or something like that. But Crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, crazy. It, it was a, it was a really good payout. Uh, I will set one up for motocross. I will tweet it out and stuff next week or the week after right. once we get all caught up. But, yeah, it was really fun doing it. Uh, we always have fun and banter back and forth to the emails and stuff. But, I mean, ten grand that's nothing that's, to sneeze at, you know, dude, for a $100, yeah. $100 entry. is pretty crazy. Uh, motocross usually isn't as big just because a lot of people don't maybe take it as serious but still i think we'll have a pretty big uh yeah. pretty big pot yeah smoots couldn't couldn't get in i remember i i asked you dan you were too busy because the cutoff was over and uh, he waited too long and he would have got third overall i guess so yeah. right yep. so there's a de- there's a deadline yeah. for people that don't know yeah. i set the deadline usually the day before the race and it's in the email it's everywhere yeah, yeah. um yeah. just because it takes so much time to set up the spreadsheets and everything else and he waited and you know, you were like, oh, can't you just put them in? And I said, no, I can't. Yep. And, and he would have made eight grand, so don't be a procrastinator. Yeah, exactly. You never know what you could do. Maybe if JT won the first 10 grand, he wouldn't complain so much. I don't know. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe he'd be happier. Uh, um, there would be no complaining if I won idiot. All right, everybody. Well, that's it. That's the Pulp Mex Fantasy for Supercross. Uh, that's the uh, the experts on the line. Thank you again to Yamaha and all of our, our partners in this game. Thank you, people, for playing. Very, very successful season. We're going to go on to the outdoors now and uh, and sign up. Two more Yamahas to be given away. Two more YZ450s and a lot more. Anything else, boys? I'll be taking bets <laughs> on the next show. So. Of course you will be. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, Outdoor, outdoor sign-up are open now? Yeah, outdoor sign-ups are open. Nice. Absolutely. So sign up if you Get didn't pay for the year. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to Fly Racing, Pro Taper, InterWest Hemp, Motorsport.com, 100%. All on board with us. Thanks, boys. Thanks. See you.